millions of people every day are reaping the health benefits of using cannabis oil, also known as CBD. This new product derived from hemp has fascinated doctors and scientists around the world for its powerful effects on the human body. If you are in need of alternative methods for health empowerment, please visit www.naturalhempoil.com. That's naturalhempoil.com. CBD is now legal in over 40 states, and our products are non-psychoactive and contain less than 0.3% THC levels. We also offer products for household pets. Naturalhempoil.com does not claim to treat cancer, PTSD, epilepsy, anxiety, insomnia, joint pain, eczema, or any chronic condition that you may have been diagnosed with. Please consult with a doctor before you take CBD. Results may vary, so give our natural CBD a try at www.naturalhempoil.com. That's naturalhempoil.com. Visit naturalhempoil.com. That's naturalhempoil.com. Energy bills are rising at a historic rate, and there's no end in sight. Talk to enough people, and you'll soon realize nearly everyone's shocked at their recent electricity bills. Some studies reveal energy costs have skyrocketed by as high as 60% in as little as two years. That's why tens of thousands are installing this magical little device from SavePowerBills.com to help slash their energy bills. This sophisticated gadget stabilizes electrical currents, reduces dirty electricity, and helps protect your appliances and electronics. Simply plug it into your home wall outlet to help lower energy consumption and ultimately help reduce your power bills every month. Countless five-star reviews back up the notion that this device is one of the most efficient ways to save money while beating the greedy power companies. But there's more. If you order now, you'll also receive 65% off, fast shipping within the USA, hassle-free returns, and last but not least, a 60-day satisfaction guarantee. Just go to SavePowerBills.com to take advantage of this limited-time deal before they sell out. Once again, that's SavePowerBills.com. Violent crime across the U.S. has skyrocketed. Just recently, a politician was carjacked by three armed attackers outside his home in Washington, D.C. This comes several months after another politician was assaulted in the elevator of her building. Between mass shootings, kidnappings, burglaries, and carjackings, it's never been more vital to learn how to protect yourself. This is why tens of thousands are choosing the Fighter Flare Flashlight. The Fighter Flare Flashlight has awed people with a wonderful design and massive light output. On top of an ultra-bright 800-lumen light, it boasts powerful strobe lighting modes for self-defense, a glass breaking hammer, a built-in power bank, solar-powered recharging, rope cutter, siren, and much more. Countless five-star reviews back up the notion that this flashlight is the latest and greatest in the EDC market. But there's more. If you place your order for the Fighter Flare flashlight now, you'll also receive 66% off, free express shipping, and last but not least, a 100% lifetime guaranteed replacement. Simply go to www.fighterflare.com to take advantage of this limited-time deal before they sell out. www.fighterflare.com. Order now. Something wicked is coming this way, and only fools are ignoring the signs. So it's time you became a financial prepper like thousands of others. Gold can travel anywhere. It's international. It's its own currency. Allocate to gold now, the timeless safe haven asset. Open an IRA with noble gold investments to physically hold coins and bars and let real, tangible gold, not just paper, save your portfolio as the economy burns again. Right now, Noble Gold Investments offers a free 3-ounce silver American virtue coin with every qualified IRA. Just use the promo code GOLD to claim your free coin and secure your family's financial future. 
future. Go to noblegoldinvestments.com. Now, noblegoldinvestments.com. Past performance may not be indicative of future results. Investing in precious metals, including gold, involves risks. Consult with your tax attorney or financial professional before making an investment decision. You're going to stay alive for such a time as this, and you will meet someone. And that was me, okay? It was such a divine connection there, and I spent the next six, seven months validating every single day, trying to get the word out, but still validating to be able to push this out there. And then at the Cyber Symposium, okay, well, I'm going to show you, I want to show you something. I want to show you a CNN report. Do we have the CNN? Uh, um, I'm going to do that now before I before I bring the others on. Donald Trump was going to win anyway. The watch this. Three days before the cyber symposium, were audited against the machine. No, they weren't. Count. No, they weren't. In these counties, no, they, were they weren't. Lying. No, they weren't. Who told you that? The county officials. Oh, who did they did tell it. you that? Well, they're going to have some answering to do. No matter who says there was no widespread fraud in the election, whether it's local election officials, secretaries of state, judges, or even Donald Trump's own attorney general. Mike Lindell's conclusion is the same. They are all wrong. All these county officials are lying. I don't know. They might be misconstrued. We'll say misconstrued because they don't realize what happened. Lindell says his information comes from multiple sources, all of them super secret. He claims he's spent millions on the project. and. Okay, real quick, for those of you guys coming in, uh, Mike started talking about the PCAP, so I decided I have to go live right now. Yesterday, Mike said that we were going to see something that only five people in the world have seen, and it's going to shock the world, and I assume that's starting right now, so I rushed and put this together. We are live, and we're at the forefront, ladies and gentlemen. Well, then why don't you come to the symposium and make $5 million? Are you worried about me? We should give a hug. You're worried about home, Mike? Oh, God bless you. Here's what we're worried about. We're worried that what you are doing is mistakenly or deliberately destroying the confidence in the legitimate elected president of the United States and fostering what could be you know real what? damage to this country. I never said anything bad about Biden or the Democrats. You Ever. Have, you have, Never. You wrong. have through this, inve- through this no, investigation. No, I have not. You pull it up. You're lying now. You're lying. I Listen said the Democrats warned us. No, you're lying. Well, let me tell you. So let me tell you there. I want to... I want to tell you that. Did you hear me? He tried to say I was bad. He tried to make it a Democrat thing. But you're missing one piece they cut out of that. That was a three-hour interview. They flew out of the blue. When CNN wants to interview, it's only happened to me twice. You can look it up. One time was in the summer of 19 when I had a therapeutic that worked to get rid of this China virus. And I was, it was the summer of, summer of 20. And Anderson Cooper, for 24 minutes, you can look it up on YouTube, the biggest attack you've ever seen ever on TV, ever. But this guy, they came to me. So CNN, they knew I was having this cyber symposium. They fly out to Minnesota. This interview was three hours long. He kept hammering me over and over. You know what they cut out of that? They brought up Dennis Montgomery numerous times. Did you get this from Dennis Montgomery? Did you get this? I go, I go, I mean, I got it from multiple sources, which I wasn't lying because the other two get me right back to Dennis, right? So this is, I think I've never said Dennis to anybody. And this had been, and what they did, did you hear him say, Mike, did you ever think you're getting disinformation and, and that you heard me say, oh, you care about all Mike? 
Let me tell you, do you know how many people in this country, people I didn't even know, people, friends of mine that were friends of a friend, they reach out to my family members and say, will you tell him that he's getting duped? He's getting duped. This Dennis Montgomery is a fake and a fraud. And he's this and this. And, uh, well, I had talked to Dennis. You know, he had had a stroke and almost died and had to relearn everything the government had to have him do. Everything. Everything. The guy's just one of the smartest people that have ever walked planet Earth. And I'm going to tell you, at the cyber symposium, okay, the cyber symposium, after the CNN attacked or whatever, there's a reason that on the second night of the cyber symposium, there was the most attack. If any of you were there, there was spy planes flying over Sioux Falls. We tracked them. It looked, all they did goes back and forth, back and forth, back and forth. There was so much CIA and government stuff at that thing. I've never been, it's the most, probably the most four days of the most spiritual battle in history. You didn't know who was who, who was real. On the second night at night, at night, I was physically attacked. You all read that? Maybe, maybe you did. I was physically attacked when we got back after I was with Lance Wallnow and Gene from, um, from Flashpoint, those guys. We had went out to dinner, and I got back to the hotel. It was like 1130 at night. Kendra and I go, I go, I feel something bad. We got to go. We got to go right now. And we went to the elevator, and that's where we were, three of them. And they did this. And the guy went up, and, and it was physical. He shoved something into me, and you can see it on the on the tape. It was like, you know, I thought it was the most excruciating pain I've had. Well, now we had people there. Um, these, this colonel, he knew he's a medic. He said, he said they tried to do a thing where you would die the next day or whatever, right? And the look on his face was, because we were dropping PCAPs that next morning. We were dropping PCAPs. Then we got word. We got word right after that happened. We called, when we called, called the police with the report, whatever, but the, uh, this medic and this uh, this colonel came in. This was my um, cyber team. These guys were the uh, um, and one of them on them was a sabotager too. It was called the red team that was brought in. And this guy said they're gonna drop. We have word they're gonna drop a poison pill in the data you drop, and and it's gonna and they're gonna come in and grab everything. And I didn't know what that mean a poison pill. I go I got to get this to the world. Well, okay, so I didn't drop it that day, as you all know. But did you see, don't you think that's weird? The data I put up was from the 2020 election, the metadata. So that's why no one won the 5 million. That was, if, even even Alan Duke, the Facebook fact checkers, said that that was really from the 2020 election. But they wanted the PCAP data. They wanted this 20, these 32 terabytes. Now, let me tell you. When that ended, I want you to think about this before I bring these guys in. When that ended, the media didn't say, Mike Lindell didn't drop what he said. He didn't drop these PCAPs. He doesn't have 32 terabytes. You know why? Because they went completely fox on me. Remember I told you that Zachary, that little that little 23-year-old brat that, uh, from Daily B, he, he was working for Salon then. 17 days went by. You can look it up. I wasn't even the news for doing anything until he wrote that he couldn't resist Mike Lindell's failed cyber symposium. He had to sell his airplane as I'm flying around in it. But at that point in time, 
That was Now, that was a God thing, too, and you're going to find out in a minute. But I will tell you what. Had I thought at that moment when that cyber symposium was over and then the media, I couldn't get back in the media. I thought, God, what, you know, what is this? What do I do with this? What am I going to do? But if you remember, the miracle of Tina Peters came out of that cyber symposium. Okay. But also the miracle of 50 states that were at the cyber symposium that went back to their states and planted seeds and said, we got a problem with machines. And that's what you've seen like yesterday, every single state getting up here. But now I'm going to tell you why we couldn't put those PCAPs out there. I'm going to bring on attorney Kurt Olson, and I'm going to bring on Jeff O'Donnell, We need another microphone here. Okay, you want Jeff to wait? Okay. I guess, Jeff, you can wait. Well, he can wait, but you can pull this way. Oh, this is getting serious, man. I'm, I'm so pumped right now. Okay, you guys get ready for this. Okay. So, Kurt's going to go through... Why couldn't I drop those PCAPs? 32 terabytes of your 2020 election. Okay. And remember, okay, go ahead. Go ahead, Kurt. Why don't you just start? Look at that so, smile on Jeff. The big question is, who is Dennis Montgomery? And as Mike said earlier, everybody who was approaching him, his family members, me, they were all saying that he was a fraud. And that's just not true. And so the first document we're going to start off with, or actually the first, uh, what we're going to start off with is a little video that seemed to be memory hold. This is from 2017 when two investigative reporters, Sarah Carter and John Solomon, brought something to Hannity that was explosive. And joining us now with their special report and more, Sarah Carter, John Solomon. Um, John, I'll start with you. Anything I'm saying here that's wrong, in your view? Well, listen, uh, we have a man tonight that filed a lawsuit that walked out of the NSA, CIA, and FBI with 47 hard drives, 600 million documents that were classified. This is way larger than Snowden. He gave it back to the FBI and said, the reason I took him is I want to sit down and show you all these mass civil liberties, and nobody's heard about this in the last two years. Uh, I, I think it's a pretty important story, and it goes to this larger issue of how much abuse may be going on but beneath the intelligence community's cover. And we, we need to get an answer about how often our identities are compromised, how often our privacy is affected. We've been, been looking at this for three months, and there's a lot of concrete evidence, facts, that there are violations going on that need to be addressed. And, and Sarah, so what your report is saying here is you had an ex-Intel contractor suing Comey saying that the FBI, on a mass scale, covered up mass civil liberties violations against Americans, and he has evidence. Isn't that a little bit bigger than, than Russia collusion with no evidence, as I just proved up to this point? Yeah, that, absolutely. That's, uh, this, is, this is on a much larger scale. 
We have seen the itemized reports of the 47, and we've posted them on our website at circuit.com, of the itemized uh, list of hard drives that he gave to the FBI, signed by the FBI. We have all the documentation to show this. And think about this, Sean. He said, and I just spoke to him before I came to see you, he said he unmasked with the technology that he had, with the NSA, over 20 million Americans, 600 oh million God. documents. He said if you stack those up, that's 30 miles high, 30 miles high, but over 20 million Americans. And I said, well, what was it you were unmasking? He said everything from their bank accounts, their homes, their records, phone conversations, emails, he was able to take down every single firewall. And it was so distressing because, you know, this is what he was directed to do. And when he tried to do the right thing, and he did, in his opinion, the right thing and got the immunity agreement from the FBI, the FBI decided to not move forward, to not did, move forward with that did, investigation. And that's all did he knew. Comey know about this? Because the headline is that he's suing Comey alleging this mass cover-up of civil liberties violations, and you're telling me 20 million? 20 million? This is the 20 biggest... 20 million. Wow. Did, did Comey know? According, according uh, to Dennis Montgomery, who is alleging that all of this happened and who is willing, he said, I am more than willing to tell anybody, face anyone, face Comey, face former director uh, Robert Mueller, who was working at the FBI at the time, when he began his work, because he spent nine years, nine years working uh, with them, started out with the FBI, then went on into the CIA NSA realm. Um, and so when he began this, he said that, you know, he was willing to talk to anyone and testify before anybody, face Clapper, face Brennan, face Comey, and, and he would not back down, even though wow. he is right now. Um, he's struggling with right. some health issues. He just wants to get the story out. John, I'll give you the last word. I'm imagining that if it's more information than even Edward Snowden, that there's beyond smoking gun evidence here. When will the American people see this? Well, it's gonna. It's been assigned to a very well-respected judge, Judge Richard Leon, here in District of Columbia. He's the judge that previously ruled that the NSA had violated Americans' privacy. And the court process is going to play out now, and there will be a venue now where Americans can find out if these things are true and if their violations have been going on that uh, have been swept under the rug by our government. And, and you've been able to see what evidence? We have been able to see that he did get an immunity agreement, that he did turn documents over to the FBI. So that part of his story is confirmed. Wow. And now his lawsuit lays out the actual predicate. Sarah did a great interview with him with some really fascinating insights on what he witnessed during his nine years as a contractor. Guys, we'll have you back tomorrow. This is huge. Thank you for your hard work. This is important for our Constitution and you, the American people. We'll continue on this story, I promise. That was Dennis Montgomery that they were talking about. Okay. So let me tell you a little bit more about Dennis Montgomery in his own words. And what's going to come up next is a declaration that goes through what exactly he did for the government and how it affects the 2020 election. So this is a declaration that is sworn, and it's quite long, and it's full of over 20 exhibits. And I'm just going to blow up a few key passages for you. So this is Dennis. For more than 45 years, I have been engaged in software development and written software focused on developing data compression, 
anomaly detection, pattern recognition, object detection, identification and tracking technology, and biometrics in analyzing massive volumes of electronic data. In companies I started, we have developed and then licensed various technologies to the U.S. government intelligence agencies, including the CIA, the Department of Defense, SOCOM, which is Special Operations Command, Homeland Security, Defense Advan Department of Advanced Naval Research, and the Air Force. Dennis founded a company called eTrepid with a partner. And in two, so he says, in 2002, eTrepid was approached by representatives of the United States Department of Defense and Central Intelligence Agency who expressed an interest in various surveillance technologies eTrepid had been developing. These federal government representatives conducted independent tests of eTrepid's technology and then advised us that they had decided to integrate eTrepid's DCAD and PR technologies into various programs in the federal government's intelligence community. And there's an exhibit attached to the declaration, which will be a publicly filed document that anybody will be able to view in its totality. Skipping ahead a little bit, eTrepid Technologies was supplied millions of dollars of hardware by the FBI to begin our surveillance work. Our surveillance work was running on supplied computers by the FBI during my work in Reno, Nevada. And again, as an exhibit that validates that. eTrepid Technologies was awarded a surveillance contract by the CIA, DOD, Air Force, and Department of Homeland Security starting in 2004. Beginning in 2005, I became aware that the CIA and the National Security Agency had started using the eTrepid technology that I had developed for locating terrorists abroad to conduct surveillance of citizens of the United States, including members of the Supreme Court of the United States and thousands of other federal and state jurists, members of Congress, state office holders, numerous public figures and religious leaders in the U.S., and other Americans. Fast forward a few years, eight members of the FBI, IRS, and DEA raided Dennis Montgomery's home, his home, and storage units looking for all evidence of FBI, CIA, NSA involvement in operating surveillance programs, foreign and domestic in Nevada that that target foreign and domestic individuals, businesses, and elections. The U.S. government would only supply the name of the special agent, FBI agent West. The U.S. government refused to produce the names of the other agents. That sound a little bit familiar if you remember Tina Peters? After three months of testimony, Judge Cook, who was the federal judge in Reno, Nevada, responsible for the case that was involved with when Dennis got into a dispute with his partner at eTrepid, Judge Cook concluded that he did nothing wrong and that the FBI filed false affidavits, tampered with the evidence they collected, made up false information against Dennis, and that the FBI violated Dennis Montgomery's constitutional rights. When Judge Sandoval, later Governor Sandoval, was confronted with the illegal domestic surveillance programs, he recused himself. 
And again, I'm skipping through some of the declaration to get to the, I think, the most important points here. Dennis testifies under oath on January 13, 2009, Blixware contracted with the U.S. intelligence community to continue their prior work at Etrepid to be conducted at a new facility in Fort Washington, Maryland, which was under the direction of James Clapper. And again, there's an exhibit validating that. Dennis continues, when I learned of CIA and NSA's domestic surveillance using technology I developed, I filed whistleblower complaints with the Inspector General of the CIA, the Department of Defense, Department of Justice, Air Force, Director of National Intelligence, the Defense Intelligence Agency, and others. And he continues on. He says, in those complaints, I objected to the misuse of this surveillance technology to monitor private communications, bank records, attorney-client communications, voting information, and other private activities of American citizens. During the e-trepid litigation, the Director of National Intelligence, and we'll get to that in a minute, that was then DNI Negroponte, filed a motion asserting on behalf of the United States a state secret privilege. In response, on August 29, 2007, the court entered a protective order that prohibited certain discovery in the e-trepid litigation. Again, Dennis was raided. On March 4, 2010, the DOJ and the FBI raided the law office of his attorneys, the Liner Law Firm, without a search warrant or any probable cause and seized millions of pages of attorney-client documents, U.S. government communications, election data collected in FBI, CIA, and NSA domestic surveillance programs he had worked in, including proof of U.S. government election surveillance and tampering. Seized documents and electronic media reflected voting machine manufacturers' vulnerabilities to hacking. Voting machine manufacturers' communications and intellectual property were hijacked by the U.S. government numerous times over the years I worked in the FBI, CIA, and NSA surveillance programs foreign and domestic. This is under oath, by the way. On August 3rd, 2014, Dennis met with federal judge Royce Lamberth in his office in the federal courthouse in DC with others present and discussed FBI, CIA, NSA, domestic surveillance programs I had worked on, including election tampering and abuses of high-ranking U.S. government officials who directed and supervised this illegal domestic surveillance programs he had worked on, first in Reno, Nevada, and then at Fort Washington, Maryland. I presented information to him to support the claims I was making in my previous whistleblower complaints. Dennis continues, I was seeking immunity to allow me to present my evidence of these super-secret surveillance programs I worked on. He's referring to, he says he reached out, he's referring to uh, Judge Lambert. He first reached out to Senator Grassley and then to FBI General Counsel James Baker. I provo provided Judge Lambert 
proof of election interference, both foreign and domestic. FBI General Counsel James Baker later denied any knowledge of such FBI, CIA, NSA domestic surveillance programs he had worked in, but had to walk back those comments in his testimony before a House Committee on U.S. Government Surveillance Matters. Dennis continues, on September 8, 2014, I had discussions with Senate Select Committee on Intelligence staffers John Dickus and James Wolfe. You might remember the name James Wolfe. He was the one who was charged and convicted of leaking one of the FISA warrants, if you recall, against President Trump. So Dennis continues that he met with those individuals regarding targeting congressional members in FBI, CIA, NSA domestic surveillance programs that he had worked in. In 2021, Dennis states, I agreed to convey certain assets that I acquired and developed for eTrepid and Blixware to Mike Lindell's management company. These are the concluding paragraphs. And I'll note at the bottom, it is certified under the penalty of perjury. Dennis concludes in the final two paragraphs of this declaration, in the recent 2020 election, terabytes of data comprising internet transmissions sent during the 2020 election were collected by the same technology I developed and previously licensed by the U.S. government. The U.S. government or their agents continued to use the election technology I licensed to them previously. The U.S. government has refused to pay the license fees associated with the technology as they continue to use the technology and have paid for it in the past. Because the DOJ asserted that eTrepid, the eTrepid litigation protective order, quote, remains in place, to preclude disclosure of the categories of information and related materials described in the order, I believe when I owned Etrepid and Blixware and continue to believe today that the DOJ asserts that the protective order applies to the FBI, CIA, and, and NSA domestic surveillance data, <clears throat> including election data, and that public disclosure of the election data would violate the protective order and the state secret privilege. <coughs> That's his declaration under oath. But you don't need to just accept that. We mentioned earlier, as Dennis testified, that he's been under a state secret protective order covering the information relating to his work for the U.S. government since 2007. It's a little bit hard to see, but this is the declaration that was submitted by then DN acting DNI director John D. Negroponte. And to show you exactly what we're referring to here, <clears throat> this is Mr. Negroponte's sworn declaration and some highlights. It states, I, John D. Negroponte, hereby declare as follows. I am the Director of National Intelligence of the United States. I've held this position since April 21, 2005. 
From June 28, 2004 until my appointment as DNI, I served as United States Ambassador to Iraq. Now, mind you, this is the DNI's declaration. The purpose of this declaration is to assert formally, in my capacity as DNI and head of the United States intelligence community, the state secret privilege to protect intelligence information as well as a statutory privilege under the National Security Act to protect intelligence sources and methods from unauthorized disclosure. Unauthorized disclosure of information covered by the state secret and statutory privileges reasonably could be expected to cause serious and in some cases exceptionally grave damage to the national security of the United States and such information should therefore be excluded from any use in this litigation. And again, this was litigation in a dispute between Dennis and his business partner. But I would remind you exactly what Dennis Montgomery swore to under oath, what was comprised in that information, which included election data. The, the declaration is quite long, but the meat of it, of what they are trying to preclude is defined here where the DNI wants to preclude any actual or proposed interest in application or use by any entity in the United States intelligence agency or any current or former official employee or representative thereof of any technology, software, or source code owned or claimed by any individuals or entities associated with this lawsuit. And he continues, I have determined that any unauthorized disclosure of the information described in paragraph 11, which is what I read you a portion of just before, reasonably could be expected to cause serious and in some case exceptionally grave damage to the national security since the United States can neither confirm nor deny such, in such information without compromising the effectiveness of intelligence sources and methods. The court, in response to DNI Negroponte's declaration, did enter that protective order. There's one point I want to bring out in that order, which is quite fascinating to me. That order states, the United States supports its application for protective order under the military and state secret privilege by the declaration of John D. Negroponte, formerly Director of National Intelligence. You just heard some snippets of that. Notice the next sentence. And a classified declaration, which has been reviewed by the court in camera and ex parte, which demonstrate that disclosure of information at issue in this litigation, subject to the proposed protective order, could be expected to cause serious and some cases exceptionally grave damage to national security. So for those of you who do not know, when the judge refers to in camera and ex parte, it means that he reviewed additional information that the public never saw, was never filed in any court proceeding, it was all secret. Ex parte means it was just the judge. The other side was not given it. So anybody who says Dennis Montgomery is not the real deal, is either ignorant or they're lying. Thank you, Kurt.
Okay. Now that you know the smartest man I've ever met in the world is real, um, what I did, so for a while there, knowing what he had, I lived in fear for a long time, knowing that we had the key to everything. From January when I was being attacked, I didn't go to Minnesota for three months and said, stay away from my family. I'm out of state. I've had to live with this for since the symposium. I've had lawsuits out there, Dominion, Smartmatic, all of them, watching other people get destroyed. And uh, we were in uh, Bedminster, um, or not Bedminster, we were in New Jersey, and uh, I brought all my all my team together, all my cyber guys and um, all my lawyers and and all the thing it was an appreciation event we had, just uh, a dinner a big event, and it was by, what, 50 of us probably there. And the next day, we're sitting in a hotel, and I had all the cyber guys around me. Jeff was one of them. And a ding, 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 ding. And one of them said, she said, uh, Mike, everywhere we go, I wish you wouldn't talk about the Dennis Montgomery thing and that stuff, because it just, it doesn't, it's not real whatever and I and I got upset and I looked at her and I said I said it is real and I said if I wouldn't have had that I said we wouldn't be doing we wouldn't be talking and she said well I'll give you that it did raise awareness for the whole country and set off the you know everything else even though I couldn't show it but she didn't know that and I had already had it validated I had another cyber guy that worked for a year a half, over a year now, it's been a year and a half that validated and validated. And it was like, and, and I knew that there, you know, that this was, that this was on there, that it was, uh, but I'm going, wow. And, and Dennis going, let's bring it out there and save the country. When we got this on January 9th, I thought, wow, just like when the guy brought me that, that, uh, if you all remember the therapeutic for the China virus, I put I put in millions of dollars into that, and that just got suppressed. Got suppressed. I lost everything I had back in the summer of twenty. That was on a therapeutic that they that the the big pharma and they never let it out. I tried to save other countries and ship it overseas. They stopped it in Israel, Philippines, everywhere. But anyway, we're in this meeting, so here I am. It's almost like. Round two, people didn't believe we had a cure to this vax or this China virus and every other thing that they could throw at us. But now I'm not, it's like walking around like the fugitive going, you know, you got to believe me. And the media attacking and they're attacking and they're attacking Dennis, not even though I never said his name. Well, the cyber guys then I'm going, no, it's real. And I'm arguing with Jeff and another one, another one, another one. And I said, you know what? And then they asked me, he said something funny when he goes, you mean, you mean you were attacked all that time and nobody even, you never even mentioned his name? I said, no, ever. I never mentioned his name. And I have everyone would come out of the woodwork. You need to, you need to stop. Dennis Montgomery is a fraud. I'm going, whoever said his name? And that was actually with Kurt, actually, believe it or not, every time I got attacked, he's going, well, they must think he's got something or they wouldn't be attacking. He said that all the time to me. I go, Kurt, I've been to the mountain. I've seen it. It's real, but I don't know how to read cyber, right? But I've seen all the computers and everything else, and I got another guy said it's real. So I took Jeff. I said, Jeff, I said, how about 
you come with me. And I said, you, you can go there and validate. He was the one on the group. He's going, pick me, pick me, you know. And, uh, and he, 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 got, he, he, got, he got home. He, he got home to his wife. And the, that day came. It's about, I don't know, a month and, month and a half ago, early July, right? Early July. Early July. And he told his wife, he told me this. What did you tell your wife when you were going to meet and, and validate this? Yeah, when, uh, when, when, when Mike asked me to do it, and, and me being very skeptical at the time, uh, I like got this, this sort of sick feeling inside, and I said to my wife, I said, what if I'm the one that has to tell Mike, Mike Lindell that the PCAPs are crap? <laughs> and uh, I'm doomed. <laughs> but, but, but Jeff got down there. There was four of us in that room, and they, they connected. They, uh, it was like watching two geniuses, actually three geniuses, another guy that I had validated. But I, and, and uh, I left. Um, I left. I said, okay, you guys, you, you guys just have a ball, right? Well, the next call I get from Jeff when I talk to him next, tell me what you said. It was like, I want you guys to imagine this in your head. Where you see something that, that, that's just a legend or some something out there, some mythical thing that doesn't exist, a, something out there that everyone's kind of heard about in the cyber world, but nobody would ever believe something, right? And what did you say when you talked to me on that phone or when you left there? Tell me, how are you feeling as you were watching this? Well, after I had a chance to meet with him, and he is indeed real. I love him. He is indeed real, and uh, I met him and his wife and petted his dog. And uh, after meeting him a little while, I got another really bad feeling because I realized I had run into somebody that was a lot smarter than me, <laughs> which is, you know, humbling. That probably doesn't happen too often. Which is humbling. <laughs> and after I had a chance, I mean, he was extremely open, extremely cooperative. The man is a patriot 100%. And I called Mike when it was done, and I don't remember the exact words, but I think I said something like, Mike, I just saw a unicorn. <laughs> <laughs> it's real. It was like he's, he's seen, and, they, and then the other guy told me, and um, he says, you know what? He said, you should have seen them, too. He said, and then Dennis is showing off and says, watch this. Tell me something you've never heard about where they tell him, boom. Just he goes, he goes, Mike, he was showing Jeff stuff. He hadn't even shown me. This is space age stuff. This is stuff that you can't even imagine. You can't, you know, imagine collecting what you've seen Sean Hannity and them talking about back then. Stuff that can collect everything from eat, no matter what you got in your pocket, collects data. The government was using it for bad. Okay. But anyway, Jeff, so when you started, and then he what? He agreed then to show you the 2020 election. Uh, yes. I mean, as I said, he was very open. He allowed me to see uh, a, a good bit of the, you know, the, the actual raw information. Uh, and gave me every opportunity. I mean, I spent, you know, it's been a while, you know, that I've spent verifying and, and validating and, and uh, uh, what he has. <laughs> and uh, 
uh, you know, basically from the election, from election day, uh, actually going forward, you know, even a little bit before and a little bit after uh, of election day of, of places all over the country. Mm-hmm. Were you, when you first met in that first day, it took you, what, about a day or two just to, because he showed you stuff you can, that was so far out there. It, could you wait? Yeah, you couldn't wait to tell me to, uh, when I was taught, when I called him, he was like a kid. And I'm going, cause I already knew it was real. I already knew it. So it wasn't like, oh, good, whoa. I spent a year, year and a half, a year and a half where I couldn't tell anybody. I couldn't do anything. And getting all this stuff that's happening to our country, and I couldn't say anything, couldn't do anything. And so Jeff, but he's telling me that. And then I said, how did that work trying to tell those other cyber people? Is so far out there that they don't believe you 100%, do they? No, no, no. <laughs> because you can't wrap your head around it. Now, I'm going to pull up. I want you to pull up the data. I'm going to throw, before we get into this, remember, the we're going to show you on this screen, this is going to show cyber guys out there everywhere. As this spins, we made this for this presentation. So I'm going to do something here on this stage after we show you this. Go ahead, you guys, pull up that thing on the on the screen, the, the data. Okay. Now tell us, now this is just a snidbit. Jeff, tell us what we're showing here, okay? Um, here, I'm going to stop it. Hey, stop it. Stop it rolling. There we go. So I just stopped it randomly, okay? This is a, uh, this is uh, how many? Uh, ten, ten different uh, target areas in, uh, I believe, ten, you know, nine or ten different states uh, that range. You can see the dates in one of the thing that range eleven o three, eleven o three. So election day. I think actually, yeah, all these are election day. Okay, are and these are these PCAPs from PCAPs? Th- this is this is these fields are actually being extracted directly from them. Okay, I'm going to point here with my pointer. Um, like if you look here. Like this one here, South Carolina, uh, Secretary of State of Tennessee, that's right, the um, Delaware Capitol, the AG, and then there's dates on there. That one there says 2020, 11 and 11 So let's spin it. Can we spin them again? Just start them up again. Okay. I don't know if I can do it. Now, now stop it. Okay. They're doing it back there. So what's going on? What are they telling us that these, I want you to explain, Does would I be able to tell, well, maybe I'll just ask a question. If I'm watching from home and I and this gets posted or they're watching right now and I'm looking at this, those timestamps on there, can they be altered in what, what, what in that thing, that what you've seen? No, no, they, they really can't be. It's, it's very difficult to, to alter a timestamp in a, you know, in a PCAP to the format without uh, it being extremely obvious. And that's part of what I did was make sure that, that you know, what I you know, checked was, you know, it was all consistent. Right. It didn't show any signs of uh, manipulation. Right. Okay. I'm going to ask you another question. Could I tell by looking at this, are they in sequence? Are they timestamped? Yes. Yes, they are. So those timestamps, if they're in sequence, would you be able to tell, like, uh, let's see, those are from the third... Um, 
Let's see. There's, I know there's some. I'm looking for the oldest one of, of these of this batch. I guess most of these are the third. Um, so when you have though, um, he's captured the the selection. If you go from like the third back, that one said 1124. Now there's sequence. Does that mean there's a lot of terabytes behind it? A lot of information. Well, yes. There's a lot of packets in behind that and in front of it in the uh, in, uh, right in, in the in the sequence. So you would know this a hundred percent. If you're watching out there, we already know you. You've seen the source. You've seen it all. You've been, you've been to the mountain, right? I have. Yes. You've seen it all, correct? Yes. And you've seen that the the source, everything. You've seen that this see. all 100 percent real. Every everything, uh, every claim Dennis made, I was able to validate. Right. I'm going to tell you this: those 32 terabytes of your election of the 2020 election are real. Dennis Montgomery is real, and everything there, these terabytes. Now, you've seen, you've seen, I'm going to show you one more thing from Kurt here, the, from uh, Kurt Olson, attorney. The, uh, one of the things I want to tell you is the, this is under that, what's it called, Kurt? The gov- or the, it's, it's a state secret privilege, Okay. Now, let me tell you, the defense of every lawsuit in this country, especially mine, they, they, this is my defense, and they're t- the government's telling you you can't see it. You understand how crazy this is? This also shows every single machine company goes bye-bye tomorrow morning, okay? Now, <laughs> now... <laughs> Now, I'm going to show you something here, and then I'm going to tell you. I'm going to tell you what we're going to do. Kurt, is there a? Can we pull up that? There's a. There's a guy that did a, uh, um, a declaration, right? There's one more declaration. Yes. Okay. So on November 25th, 2020, a gentleman by the name of Dr. Navid Kashavaraz Nia submitted a declaration, and I'll highlight, as I did with the previous uh, declarations, some of the important points. But before I do that, Dr. David, or excuse me, Navid Kashvarez Nia, if you look up that name in DuckDuckGo or any other search engine, you will find an article in the New York Times from October 2020, a month before the election. It's quite a long article. It's about 13 pages. And it details a scheme by someone to defraud the CIA of millions and millions of dollars and how that gentleman was caught. And in that article, the New York Times extols the qualifications of Dr. Kajvaras. They say he is, quote, known as the smartest guy in the room, close quote, by his colleagues at the CIA. So Dr. Kajvaras states, I am employed by a large defense contractor as a chief cybersecurity engineer and a subject matter expert in cybersecurity. During my career, I have conducted security assessment, 
data analysis, and security counterintelligence and forensic investigations. Millions of people every day are reaping the health benefits of using cannabis oil, also known as CBD. This new product derived from hemp has fascinated doctors and scientists around the world for its powerful effects on the human body. If you are in need of alternative methods for health empowerment, please visit www.naturalhempoil.com. That's www.naturalhempoil.com. CBD is now legal in over 40 states, and our products are non-psychoactive and contain less than 0.3% THC levels. We also offer products for household pets, NaturalHempOil.com does not claim to treat cancer, PTSD, epilepsy, anxiety, insomnia, joint pain, eczema, or any chronic condition that you may have been diagnosed with. Please consult with a doctor before you take CBD. Results may vary, so give our natural CBD a try at www.NaturalHempOil.com. That's www.NaturalHempOil.com. When it comes to stubborn belly fat, we're all searching for a miracle pill which may never exist. But believe it or not, I may have found the next best thing. It's called Belly Trim, and it's more effective at targeting belly fat, enhancing metabolism, and promoting a toned midsection better than most weight management products I've seen typically found on store shelves. Tens of thousands of five-star reviewers can't be wrong. Simply place your order now to get 51% off along with many other free bonuses before they sell out by going to www.trimwithus.com. That's www.trimwithus.com. www.trimwithus.com. Order now. Energy bills are rising at a historic rate, and there's no end in sight. That's why tens of thousands are using this amazing little device from SavePowerBills.com. It's a small but smart gadget that stabilizes electrical currents, reduces dirty electricity, and helps protect your electronics. Just plug it into your home's wall outlet to help lower energy consumption and ultimately help reduce your power bills every month. Order now to get 65% off plus many free bonuses before they sell out by going to SavePowerBills.com. That's SavePowerBills.com. Order now. Energy bills are rising at a historic rate, and there's no end in sight. That's why tens of thousands are using this amazing little device from SavePowerBills.com. It's a small but smart gadget that stabilizes electrical currents, reduces dirty electricity, and helps protect your electronics. Just plug it into your home's wall outlet to help lower energy consumption and ultimately help reduce your power bills every month. Order now to get 65% off plus many free bonuses before they sell out by going to SavePowerBills.com. That's SavePowerBills.com. Order now. Violent crime across the U.S. has skyrocketed. Between mass shootings, homicides, kidnappings, burglaries, and carjacking, it's never been more vital to learn how to protect yourself. This is why tens of thousands are choosing the Fighter Flare Flashlight. The Fighter Flare Flashlight includes an ultra-bright 800-lumen light, powerful strobe lighting modes for self-defense, a glass-breaking hammer, a built-in power bank, solar-powered recharging, rope and wire cutter, siren, high and low LED lighting mode, and much more. Simply place your order now to get 66% off along with many other free bonuses before they sell out by going to www.fighterflare.com. Order now at www.fighterflare.com. Fighterflare.com. On hundreds of systems. My experience spans 35 years performing technical assessment, mathematical modeling, cyber attack pattern analysis, and security counterintelligence linked to vice foreign intelligence service operators, including China, Iran, North Korea, and Russia. I have worked as a consultant and subject matter expert supporting the Department of Defense, FBI, and U.S. intelligence community agencies such as the DIA, CIA, NSA, 
NGA, which is a National Geospatial Intelligence Agency, DHS, and IA supporting counterintelligence, including supporting law enforcement investigations. I think he truly is one of the smartest guys in the room, as his own colleagues said to the New York Times. Dr. Keshavars states, the USIC has developed the hammer and scorecard tools, which were released by WikiLeaks and independently confirmed by Lieutenant General Thomas McInerney, Kirk Wiebe, a former NSA official, and Dennis Montgomery, former CIA analyst. The hammer and scorecard capabilities are trade crafts used by U.S. intelligence analysts to conduct MITM, stands for man in the middle attacks, on foreign voting systems, including the Dominion voting system, Democracy Suite and Systems and Software, ESNS, voting machines, without leaving an electronic footprint. As such, these tools are used by various nefarious operators to influence voting systems by covertly accessing DVS, that's Dominion Voting Systems, and altering the results in real time without leaving an electronic fingerprint. The DVS Democracy Suite Election Management System, short for EMS, consists of a set of applications that perform pre-voting and post-voting activities. He continues, I have conducted data collection and forensic analysis using a combination of signals intelligence, human intelligence, and open source intelligence data associated with Chinese and other foreign intelligence service operators targeting U.S. critical infrastructures. In that capacity, I have also conducted ethical hacking to support U.S. intelligence community missions. You may remember Clay Parikh is another qualified ethical hacker. I think he may have told you how easy it is to get into these machines. I think he said his best time was two and a half minutes. Dr. Keshavarez continues, I have performed forensic analysis of electronic voting systems, including DVS Democracy Suite, ESNS, CIDL and SOE software, and the Smartmatic systems used in hundreds of precincts in key battleground states. I have previously discovered major exploitable vulnerabilities in DVS and ESNS that permit a nefarious operator to perform sensitive functions via its built-in covert backdoor. The backdoor enables an operator to access to perform system updates and testing via the internet without detection. However, it can also be used to conduct illicit activities such as shifting votes, deleting votes, or adding votes in real time. And then there's a citation there to the DVS Democracy Suite manual. These events, which means that it's in the manual how to do that. These events can take place through the internet without leaving a trace. 
I've skipped a few paragraphs. Dr. Kashvaras continues, in my expert opinion, the combination of DVS, CIDL, SOE software, eClarity, and Smartmatic are vulnerable to data manipulation by unauthorized means. My judgment is based on conducting more than a dozen experiments with analyzing 2020 election data sets. Additionally, a number of investigators have examined DVS and reported their security findings, and then he lists them on, confirming that electronic voting machines, including DVS, have glaring security weaknesses that have remained unresolved. And if you didn't know, just this past June 3rd, CISA, the Cybersecurity and Infrastructure Security Agency, just issued an advisory listing over nine security vulnerabilities in a Dominion a touchscreen device called their ImageCast. None of which, what they said in that security advisory, which was very interesting, they stated there is no evidence that any of those vulnerabilities have been exploited. That leaves out the question, did they look? They never said. <laughs> Dr. Kishvar has concluded, I conclude with a high confidence that the election 2020 data were altered in battleground states, resulting in hundreds of thousands of votes that were cast for President Trump to be transferred to Vice President Biden. These alterations were the result of systemic and widespread exploitable vulnerabilities in DVS, CIDL, SOE software, and Smartmatic systems that enabled operators to achieve the desired results. In my view, the evidence is overwhelming and incontrovertible, and it's signed under oath on November 25th, 2020. But I want you to hold something. Because the next day, after testifying under oath, Dr. Naveed, Kashvarez withdrew one aspect of his opinion on this declaration. And he says that he, I have reviewed the 2020 general election data from the New York Times and rendered an opinion based on my knowledge and experience in cybersecurity. However, without physical access to the Dominion voting system, CIDL, Smartmatic, and other systems and software used in the 2020 election, it is impossible to conclude that voting data in Georgia or other battleground states were altered to favor a particular candidate. As such, I was mistaken to conclude that exploitable vulnerabilities in these voting machines resulted in data being altered. So, two questions. One, why did he do that? We don't know. However, even accepting that withdrawal of that portion, notice that none of the other statements were withdrawn. The, the sworn testimony regarding Hammer and Scorecard, the fact that he has performed forensic analysis of electronic voting systems, including DVS, ES&S, CIDL software, and that he has previously discovered 
major exploitable vulnerabilities that permit nefarious operator to perform sensitive functions via its built-in covert backdoor. That wasn't withdrawn. There's one testimony Montgomery. that he helped develop, Hammer and Scorecard, independently confirmed by Lieutenant General Thomas McInerney, Kirk Wiebe, and Dennis Montgomery. The fact that as such, these tools are used by nefarious operators to influence voting systems by covertly accessing DVS and altering the results in real time without leaving an electronic foot fingerprint, not withdrawn. There was only one thing that was withdrawn for unstated reasons, but that was only with respect to the 2020 election. Not that it didn't, has never happened. One thing that we have consistently seen in prosecuting these actions and defending against them is that places, defendants like uh, Maricopa County and the Secretary of State or in other areas, they all claim that there has been no evidence of any actual exploitation, that it's just theoretical. Well, according to these experts, it's not theoretical. Well, and thanks, Kurt. I'm going to tell you right now, and I'm going to pick it back to Kurt, and then I'm going to press the button. Well, so what we... What? Well, what's it? Okay, hold on. The, I'm going to tell you, I've had to live with billions of dollars worth of lawsuits. I've had to live with people saying he doesn't, Dennis doesn't exist. It's a just nothing, the conspiracy theory guy. This stuff went so, so deep. It goes so corrupt, so deep into our government. If I got all these red dots on me when I'm standing there, maybe it's because I knew about this and other stuff that that's maybe why I'm not dead yet. I don't know. I don't know. But I do know this. That suppression of that evidence, I own it all now. I bought it, a good portion of it. So they got to be very worried that I have it because you know what? I want to get it out there for all to see and get these lawsuits gone immediately. So what we're doing right here on stage, tell them what this is, Kurt. This is a memorandum in support of our motion to intervene in that case in which that state secret, state secret protective order was issued to lift the protective order. And I'm, and I'm hitting the, the order right now to send that lawsuit in. You can see it Monday morning right now. The machines are going to be gone. The lawsuits are going to be gone. We're going to get our country back. Hit it. And if they still hide it, if they hide it from you and say, if they say, no, you don't get to see this, I'll tell you what, that's the evidence. We got to be, we're tired of being lied to and hid and stuff hid from the American people. And now I'll tell you, that was a big, I've been waiting for this day. I could almost cry. It's, uh, but we've got, but we've got. <laughs>
<laughs> USA. 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 Wait, wait. This was all on God's timing, but I'll tell you now, we have, uh, I went long on that, but we're going to bring the sheriffs out here right now, and Wes going to bring us into our call to action. I told you we'd have that because we, this one there, this here should get rid of those, the lawfare of Dominion and Smartmatic and all the machines. But what you're going to see is what we have to do now. I'm telling you, no, September 3rd, they can delete all this stuff forever. Okay, on September 3rd. So what I'm going to do is I'm going to have uh, Kurt and, and Jeff, thank you. God bless you. You guys are heroes, heroes. All right, guys. If you guys want to watch the uh, call to action, you guys can go and uh, head on over to RSBN. But right now, we're going to just talk about what <laughs> what just broke down, okay? So, uh, guys, this this is this was unexpected, okay? I I got to say, I didn't expect this to happen. Um, so yesterday, I had a post up, and I I basically said something to the effect of, you know, Mike Lindell is an amazing patriot. Um, I. I you guys know I've been one of the biggest skeptics of these PCAPs back in this uh, during the symposium. You know, there's a lot of stuff going down and all the evidence to me. And mind you, you have to go off whatever information you have. I'm never out to intentionally deceive people or anything like that. Um, like it was hard. It was honestly hard for me to take that position that, you know, I'm not a believer in the PCAPs because. I mean, the backlash was intense it was it was extremely intense, but I said, you know, this is what I believe wholeheartedly. So I'm going to put this out there because the truth, uh, you know, if you stand on truth at the end of the day, you're vindicated. Well, in this case, I may actually have uh, have to eat my words, right? Because, you know, Mike Lindell and Kurt Olson and Jeff O'Donnell gave a presentation tonight uh, to, to kind of put put everything to bed for the people that are skeptical about the PCAPs now. I have I have I have a lot to say here but um I'm not really sure how to approach this. I'm wondering if it's probably best for me to let this marinate for a couple of days, but I can give you guys my initial thinking here and it, it, it may it may actually it may not go over so well and I may be wrong about some things and I may be right about some things. I'm not sure. Uh, but I'm just going to give you guys a little bit of what I think of what we just saw. Um, so first and foremost, you know, Mike Lindell, I do remember him saying that Dennis Montgomery was one of the sources, right? And that was kind of the turning point for a lot of people uh, all the way leading up to this symposium and all the talk about the PCAPs. Everybody was like, if this is coming from Dennis Montgomery, it is a fraud, right? And for the longest time, Mike wouldn't say who the source of the PCAPs was. And, you know, I, I, I'll just give you the rundown of where I got my... Uh, what, I'll give you the rundown of what happened leading up to the symposium that made me a skeptic, okay? And then we'll take it from there. So, 
you know, I I have a lot of, you know, contacts in this. I've I've been able to network a little bit. And, you know, I had Doug Logan's number and I was talking to uh, Josh Merritt and I had Code Monkey Z on Telegram. And all these guys were part of the red team, uh, Mike Lindell's red team, the people that were given the, the data to verify it. Right. Well, you know, they were they were getting like little snippets, little 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 bits and pieces. And this started like two weeks before the symposium. Right. So um, Mike had been saying people were validating and verifying this for months and months. As far as I can tell, I don't know if that's the case, because the red team, the people we were told that validated it, they didn't get any of it until about uh, two weeks or 10 days before the symposium. Okay, and I'm asking them and they're all saying, you know, I'm under NDA, but I I can tell you this much. Uh, (laughs) It's not looking good so far. And and so I'm like, oh, crap, this is not good. This is not good because this is two weeks away. And I'm looking at the the general, you know, the, the way people are acting about this, like 100% of the people, my whole entire audience believes that this is legit and it's going to put Trump back in the White House in August. <laughs> right. <laughs> right. So I was like, oh, man. So I started putting out, you know, Telegram posts. And saying, hey, guys, you know, what if this isn't all it's cracked up to be? Maybe what if this isn't the smoking gun? Like, what are we going to do? And I was kind of putting out these kind of skeptical posts on Telegram. And, you know, people were like kind of railing into me just for asking. I was like, oh, man, (laughs) this is not good. But it caught the attention of somebody, uh, somebody who I respect a lot. And that is Matt DiPerno. Uh, Now, Matt DiPerno calls me. And he's like, Nick, I don't know where you're getting this from, but but you're spot on. Okay, listen, back in January, I was I was pulled aside and I was briefed about this by somebody in intelligence or former intelligence, former NSA or I don't know who it was. But he said, basically, um, you know, this was this is a psyop. Okay, and I was like, oh, my God, no, this is this is bad. This is bad, but I'm going to wait. I'm going to wait until we get to the symposium to see how this all plays out. And then when we get to the symposium, right, days before, days prior, you know, Josh Merritt started uh, raising questions about it and saying he's he doesn't believe this is legit. This is fake. Uh, Doug Logan actually said it was fake as well, and he got kicked off the red team. And a lot of people don't know about that, but Mike uh, or, or somebody in Mike's corner kicked Doug off the red team. And for, for basically not believing in the PCAPs. So um, we get to this symposium and, you know, er, er, how it was supposed to go down is all the experts were supposed to be there. And Dennis Montgomery was supposed to be there. And he was supposed to kind of give everybody, all these experts, the walkthrough. He was going to explain how he obtained it, you know, what it, what it is and uh, give everybody the, the rundown. Well, just just the craziest coincidence happened where Dennis Montgomery just had a stroke. You know, as soon as Josh Merritt said that, you know, this is fake, uh, Dennis Montgomery had a stroke and he was in the hospital and he couldn't show up. And then, you know, they started talking about the uh, Tina Peters thing and saying this is bigger than the PCAPs and saying, you know, that, oh, there's a poison pill in the data, which never made a whole lot of sense to me because that would imply you only had one copy. and if you only have one copy that well, this is the most sensitive and important data in uh, in the world. And you've had since January, we're now in August, eight months, you know, to, 
to make sure there's no poison pill in here. And then, <laughs> I, I mean, I, I, I'm putting this all out there and everybody's like raking me over the coals. Like I'm getting crucified for this. Okay. And it was one of the most difficult periods of this whole time I've been, you know, had a channel. Cause I mean, it was like everybody turned on me. I mean, I, I had thousands of people unsubscribe from my channel. Still to this day, people say I'm negative, but I'm telling you, I'm just, I was just going off of all the evidence in front of my face and, and you know, what, what, what I, what, what I had at my disposal, right? Then Mike says he's going to file a lawsuit with the Supreme Court and he's got all these attorney generals and that never happened. So I was like, man, you know, the further time went on, I was like, man, I'm pretty sure. I'm 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 feeling pretty actually feeling pretty validated about this, which is disappointing because this entire time I would love to be wrong. Okay, now the other thing is I forgot to say, you know, at some point Mike Lindell did say Dennis Montgomery is one of the sources of the data, and that was kind of like the final nail in the coffin. Because this guy, Dennis Montgomery, I don't know if you guys know this, but the man conned the Pentagon. The man I mean, allegedly, that's what uh that's what I was told, and that's you can look this up. Dennis Montgomery convinced the CIA that Al Jazeera was sending coded messages through its broadcast signal to Al-Qaeda operatives, right? And he claimed he had the computer code, or he had the software that could break the code. And this caused, like, national uh, security alerts and uh, canceled flights for, like, three months, and at the end of the day, it turned out he was just making it all up. And I believe he was trying to sell this, uh, you know, he had the software to break the code. So it was a scam. It was a fraud. This is Dennis Montgomery. Oh, Behizzi's here. Mr. Behizzi, I'm glad that you're here because I was. Oh, <laughs> I don't know what the hell I just watched. Uh, part of me feels like, oh, what am I thinking here? Uh, I did sit here recording the thing so I can go back and watch it. But. I, I don't know. Either we are completely wrong and PCAPs are the thing, or I'm confused as to why. So, okay, let, let me explain my, my rationality behind this, my ration, my rationale. So we respect Jeff O'Donnell. The dude comes out and he's like, all right, I validated this. He was like us, a skeptic, and he saw the PCAPs for himself. So on one hand, I'm like, well, if Jeff's saying this, then... He must be right, right? It's the well, whole- I, I want to just say this, okay? What Mike Lindell put on the screen there and, uh, you know, what, what Jeff O'Donnell said that he saw when he visited Dennis Montgomery, um, that wasn't necessarily PCAPs. What that was was what Dennis Montgomery claimed he extracted from the PCAPs. So okay? you're telling me Jeff hasn't seen the PCAPs? I don't know. I'm not, No, I'm not saying that. I'll have to. T- I want to talk to Jeff first, but what I'm telling you is that um, the data that was shown tonight is the same data that was shown. Like, like basically, they showed all these experts some data. It was like 10 gigabytes. Uh, they showed the red team some data, and it was the same data that Mike just showed. And it, it, it's basically like either the, either the people are lying to me and they're frauds or they're you know plants or whatever. But, you know, they were not convinced by this data. They said it was basically like white noise or, you know, fake. So what Mike Lindell showed tonight was that very same data in a different format. Um, yeah, I'm aware. Nick, so in in the, the 
the motion he's filing to, to intervene <laughs> says the the data that Mike has from Dennis Montgomery, Montgomery could be covered by the may be covered or protected by the protective order. So yes. they don't know if this data is protected. So that's one. And then another thing is, uh, what's the purpose of the motion if you if you're not sure if it's if the data you're you're trying to you know put out there is actually protected by the protective order? It doesn't. Well, let's sense. let's actually let's break this down because I mean a lot of people in the comments were saying they were lost. So basically, you know, I had this conception of Dennis Montgomery that he's a fraud. And they they gave this whole breakdown of how Dennis actually, you know, he was an ex-intelligence contractor. He worked for the government. And, you know, during during that time, he developed a surveillance technology called uh, Intrepid and Blixware, right? This surveillance technology that he created. Well, he, Hold on, Nick. Before you, you get it, something just came up in my mind. So basically, Mike's team needed to prove that these old protective orders that applied to Dennis then mean the data they got from Dennis for the 2020 election can be used. Yeah, can can be used. And and well can't be used because the protective order is still in place. Yeah. So but hold on. What what did the two have to do with each other? If there's a protective order of specific information in the past, what does that have to do with some new work that Dennis Montgomery has done in in the now? So there's really nothing preventing Mike from actually just showing us. Well, they seized it. They seized it as part of. Okay, so so who seized it? Okay, so basically, um, Dennis developed this software. Then he found out that the the government was using this surveillance technology to spy on Americans, and then he tried to be like a whistleblower and go to the FBI and say, you know, this is unconstitutional. This is, you know, bigger than Snowden, and and they did nothing about it. So then he sued the FBI, okay? And at some point in time, he got raided by the FBI. The FBI raided him twice and took all of the the hard drives and everything – including the 2020 election uh, data, I think. That, that's, what, Wait, that's what I heard. When did they raid this guy? What's that? When did they raid him? I'd have to go back and listen. but um, It would be after the 2020 election, right? I, well, Why would you have data I, from an election that didn't? Well, yeah, it, have to, it would have yeah. to be after that. But they raided him multiple times. So how did he how, – how, so they seized the data. How, how did Mike get it before the FBI's raid so technically, Dennis doesn't have PCAPs. I don't think they raided Dennis. So here's what I think happened. Obviously, he might have had the technology or the software. They went into his house, took everything. But I, I don't think at the time uh, that's when he had the PCAPs. That might have been before, as far as I Yeah, it was, it was hard to follow. And again, that's why I said I should probably let this marinate. Um, we'll have to get the details. I, I, mean, I don't want to say anything incorrect here but you know basically this evidence is is under protective order and i'm a little skeptical here and i'm going to say no, why. no i don't i don't believe it's under protective order well this is what i'm saying is like you know dennis 
if here you, you already said it, there's one of two possibilities here. Either Dennis is a con man and we're being conned again, and this is a, a cleverly crafted narrative as to why we can't see the data because it's under protective order, or he's legit. And I I'm I, I don't know. I mean, this is this is kind of the thing. One of the two possibilities has to be true. Kurt Olson is credible, and Kurt Olson is saying anybody who's questioning um, Dennis Montgomery is either ignorant or a, or a liar. So I I might be ignorant, but I'm I'm skeptical for the for the sole fact that you know what was shown tonight. It doesn't. It, it wasn't. It wasn't the PCAPs. It was the data that Dennis claimed to extract from the PCAPs. Now, I, I want I want you to think about this too. So the guys on the red team, you know, you had Phil Waldron and uh, Josh Merritt and Code Monkey Z and um, uh, Doug Logan and all these guys. Well, I, I haven't talked to all of them, but the ones I did were, were skeptical. Um, so let's put it this way. These guys weren't convinced, but you know, Jeff O'Donnell went to Dennis Montgomery's house. Now this is a guy that conned the Pentagon. This is a fair. clever, clever man. <laughs> to be fair, Nick, I did talk to code monkey and he used this weird <laughs> weird analogy and he said oh basically uh, it was like an ocean like the 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 pcaps would be like an ocean and it was impossible to sift through and find out what you need to what you need to know and then he said in the middle of the ocean you know this large ocean a a mermaid comes out with a story (laughs) and that was supposed to be the (laughs) tina peter story he's talking in code Right. <laughs> monkey. So he told me that the Tina Peters story is like the mermaid coming out of the ocean. You're, you're, maybe you're looking for fish in an ocean. You're going to always see fish everywhere, but, but, but a mermaid stands out. That was supposed to be the Tina Peters story. Because I don't know if people remember this, but at the symposium, we were promised PCAPs. And then it was discovered that the PCAPs are BS. No one really yeah. believed it. And then they said, we have a story that's bigger it's going to take your attention away from PCAPs. Here we go, Tina Peters, and next thing yeah. you know, her house is getting raided by the FBI. So it wasn't it, really a good it, surplus for her. I, I have the the screenshots, or I, I posted them on, on my Telegram like a year ago, of the screenshots of the group chat of the Red Team discussing how you know the PCAPs aren't legit and they're going to shift the shift it all to the Tina Peters story. Basically, like you know, to salvage a win from the jaws of defeat at the last minute. And this was that, that was kind of how things went down. So, I mean, I don't guys, I'm not sitting here like, Oh, I know, I know I'm right. And I really don't know. This is a, this is a whole new can of worms. This is another layer, but I'm I'm always going to be skeptical. That's my first approach to everything. Well, well, there's nothing. Did you see new PCAP data? that we haven't seen before, or did we see the same thing, but in a different format? The same thing in a different format. So this isn't a new can of worms. The only thing that's new here is that they're using the protective order thing to stop them from showing it to us. All right. So maybe, maybe here's what happened, right? Mike Lindell's excited for the cyber symposium. He believes in PCAPs. I actually think Mike believes in PCAPs. Oh yeah. Mike, he's a great person. Mike legitimately welled up in tears 
Those were real tears. Mike yeah. has poured his heart and soul into this, and Mike is he needs Mike is an American pillows. hero. He needs some my pillows to sleep on because he needs rest from all the work he's doing. So I respect Mike Lindell. So I, I actually think he believes in PCAPs. Here's where the problem comes in. So on the, the day of the symposium, I'm guessing, I don't know if it's true, he probably scheduled for Dennis Montgomery to be there. I, I think that was a story, right? And then he ended up in the hospital or, you know, a, day, a few days. He had before. a stroke. Right. He had a stroke. So I'm guessing maybe Dennis was like, hey, oh, I know. I have a protective order, Mike. You can't share this information or this is going to happen. That's going to happen. So Mike's like, all right, let's step away from this a little bit. And then I'm guessing now Dennis is like, all right, if you want if you want me to release this data in its entirety, you're going to have to intervene in this case and help me lift this protective order. And then I'll give you the data. I I don't know. I'm just saying sounds to me like either Mike is getting conned, which means we're all getting conned, or Dennis was a saint all along. The intelligence agencies lied about him. They tried to destroy someone that was like an Ed- Edward Snowden. And, of course, he might have had a story with where he basically defrauded uh, people. But I maybe he's just a saint, Nick. He made a mistake. Hey, that's what I was thinking. That's isn't it? It's very possible that Dennis uh, was discredited as a fraud by yeah. the left because he's legit. I mean, that is obviously a possibility here. So I'm not ruling anything out. I'm not ruling anything out. I, I still don't understand, like we were talking about this this protective order, uh, what's preventing Mike from releasing the PCAPs now? Because the, the timeline there was a little confusing. We had documents from uh, 2007 and then documents from t- 2021. And I was, meanwhile, I'm trying to screenshot things, but... Um, yeah, so well, the so, whole, thing, okay. the the whole thing's still a little bizarre. It's, it's all, I get the feeling there's some, there's still something bizarre about this. So, uh, so the reason they're pulling up things from 2006 and 2007, these declarations, is to make the point that what Dennis, Dennis Montgomery did with the government was extremely dangerous work, that if they were to talk about it and show it in a courtroom and reveal it to the public, it would change a lot and it would put the nation at risk. So it's really dangerous. And then obviously the judge reading those declarations from the DNI director placed the protective order on the materials or the work that Dennis Montgomery did back then for those specific lawsuits. The the specific items argued in those lawsuits fighting his former business partner and then the DNI intervening to say, don't share this, don't share that and the other. So that applied to that back then. Right. But in 2022, Dennis Montgomery somehow got PCAPs and extracted them. What, what, is the, what, are, what, are the, what did the two have to do with each other? It doesn't make sense. Now, there, it, there are items in these declarations that talk about how Dennis uh, built programs that the government then used to work with elections. That has nothing to do with the work that he did with the 2020 election, because those protective orders were about the things he did back then. Right. That's that's kind of where I'm at with this. Uh, But what Mike Lindell is saying is he's going to file a motion to lift the protective order. Right. That's what we know will fail. Let's be honest. Well, okay. unfortunately, I mean, what have we learned about the courts? Dude, the first thing they're going to say is he has no standing. That's it. 
oh, the data you're looking for won't, uh, you, you have no standing. Because in, in the actual motion, it says Mike is a non-interested party or something. And then at the very bottom, it says he's seeking this for litigation relating to him and the claims that have been made against him by other parties. So Dominion, Mike got sued by Dominion and my pillow got sued by Dominion. So Mike is like, hey, if you lift the protective order on the things that Dennis Montgomery has done, I'll show this to my other loss. So he is, he he does have, have that level of standing, but the courts aren't going to let him just get anything. If they're not going to let him see the Haldeman report, which is genuinely relating to what he actually Right is arguing with Dominion over. How are they going to let him see something over from Dennis Montgomery of all people? <laughs> the, right. Let, let, let's think about this. Do you after everything we've learned? Do we really think the courts? Let's say this is legit. The thirty-one, thirty-two terabytes of data, the most sensitive and explosive data that that definitively, shockingly proves the twenty twenty election was stolen. The smoking gun, and the courts have to make a decision on whether or not <laughs> to. To release that, uh, no. I can predict the future here. I think I can predict the future, but honestly, I, I don't know what's going on here, guys. But I'm 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 a skeptic first. You know, you trust but verify. At the end of the day, I know for a fact uh, that Mike Lindell's a great patriot, and he's 100% put his heart and soul in this. And every you know, I mean, all his money up. Um, I 100% Mike m- believe that Mike believes. That this is legit. I I just look when we're talking about when we're talking about like nation state level psyops. Uh, we have to be. I mean, I don't know where you guys have been, but we have to kind of be on our toes for stuff like that at this point. Because where are we at? Uh, twelve days, right? Twelve or twelve or thirteen days before they can destroy all the evidence from twenty twenty, and here we just got another thing that's. You know, the, the motion's going to be filed on Monday, but you're not going to get a decision on Monday. That's for damn sure. And here we have another waiting game. Well, Nick, that, that's that's the, the pain here. Uh, some people might not actually know what PCAPs are. So packet captures are basically, imagine if you had a traffic camera at a stoplight. The camera sees everything. That's what it is. Packet captures are ca- capturing internet traffic. So if you, it can only be recorded in real time, and it's very hard to disprove them if they're genuine. Now, if it's just a bunch of lines of code and IP addresses no one can really rationalize, then that's where you get the problem where people are like, well, this isn't really the PCAPs you promised. These are just random lines. So that's where uh, the issue came in. I have been following this Rob Graham guy on Twitter. I know he's probably a liberal, but the first I know, time, who, I know who Rob Graham is. Yeah, the first time I followed him was during during the PCAPs. He was making some really good points. I think I shared him to you. Yeah, he went there. He was one of the experts there that went there specifically to debunk for the five million dollars. He's like a, a Democrat, uh, obviously. You know, but oh, and yeah, Nick, think about this. If if PCAPs were debunked back then, Mike would have had to pay five million bucks to some liberal cuckface. So the better solution would have been to delay, say, I can't release this now. Something went wrong, and I'm gonna come back with something bigger. So yeah, I mean there 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 was an interest there to 
Delayed. I don't understand why I don't look. I, I'm this is a, this is a touchy subject. You know, everybody is very emotional about this. I understand, but I don't understand why Mike says that everyone there said this data was from the 2020 election because I literally had people like I did interviews with people that the cyber experts that went there, and there there are people that are on our side that were like, "Man, I flew all the way there, and we didn't get anything. We got like 10 gigabytes of white noise." And, you know, they were like, yeah, a lot of good things happened at the symposium, but we didn't get what we came for. And, you know, like three three people, apart from the red team, I'm talking about three of the people that went there to challenge Mike for the $5 million. They were like, well, you never, you never let us see anything. So Mike says, you know, they all came away saying this was from the 2020 election. I haven't heard anybody say that. I, I, I don't know where that, I don't know where that came from, but, um, well, to to address certain people that will probably watch this and think we're just being negative and we hate Mike, that's not true. I mean, no, I love Mike. Promo code Behizzy's coming soon. So, look, we we love Mike. Lane and now. by the way, by the way, for the longest time, I didn't take that promo code, my pillow promo code, because I had I, the offer was always on the table. But I came, I, I just came to this realization of how much I respect Mike. You know, I was frustrated about the symposium. Um, and I was like, you know, I've said things that I've said things that I, I probably shouldn't have said or worded differently. Um, but I took, you know, I was like, I had this come to come to Jesus moment with Mike Lindell where I was like, dude, this guy literally has kept this thing alive this entire time. Without him, where, where would we be right now? Yeah, I mean, and, his influence is out of this world. I, he always makes headlines, too. This dude is – he's making headlines right now. So he, he understands media manipulation. He knows how to make those liberals just – ah, they, they can just read something he says and they write about it, they tweet about it. So he's a draw for sure. Now, the only thing I wish was he would set up an event like this and then just sit down and let someone else <laughs> – no, I think it should be – we should have a 72-hour event, 48 hours of experts, and then I want just one day with just Mike. No. I want, I want 12 hours straight of Mike because I'm Bro. tired of these experts interrupting Mike Lindell. He, he, he obviously understands how to sell. He can keep you hooked for a long time while you're listening to him talk about the same thing but repeating himself in different ways. He's a salesman. But when you're looking for information – that, that's where you want the experts. That's where you want him to shut up, sit in the corner, and have someone who can articulate themselves and conduct an interview do the interview. I think there were probably three times today, maybe yesterday was better, today where I saw him just relax, man. You don't have to talk over the... It's like they were interrupting him, like you said. They, they were interrupting Mike. <laughs> While the experts were presenting their evidence, they ended up interrupting Mike as he was asking them questions and answering them himself. Well, at the end of the day, it was his event, but yeah, <laughs> I don't think you're alone. I don't think you're alone in thinking <laughs> that. But um, yeah, so anyways, I don't want to. I don't want to. I don't want to go too far down into this because this just happened. This is fresh. Uh, you know, we we kind of have to let this. Dude, I've been sitting here taking notes because I was I was prepared to make a video called "Truth Summit Bombshell P Caps Exclamation Mark." I was prepared. Then I'm just sitting here like, all right, crap. It's the same thing. Well, 
I don't know. I don't know. I don't. I genuinely negative pricks, Nick. What what if we're just being like, oh, these angry people that just can't let go of their past traumas, like like a a female that's thirty, she's traumatized. Her her boyfriend she thought was going to marry smashed her sister. Like, what? What if we're just being traumatized and holding on to our previous traumas and not seeing the light for what it truly is? Maybe, maybe, man. But I mean, I I would just I just want to see the peak caps, man. I just want to see them. I don't want to hear the other the new reason why we can't see them. That's that's what we heard tonight. Let's be honest. You and I here wouldn't even know what what peacap peacaps look like because we don't code. So. We can't see them. Roy says I wasn't ready for the PCAPs. I can't handle the PCAPs, man. You know what? Maybe a year from now we'll be ready. Yeah, I just, I'm tired of hearing the reasons why we can't see this stuff. But I understand. Like, well, if the it, perfect reason is right, right here. If the protective order is never lifted, then you just say, well, there's a protective order. The judge said no. You're never going to see the PCAPs. But they exist. Believe in the PCAPs. That's, that's how it works, man. And we all know what the judge is, the judge is going to do. They're going to deny the motion. Why would they accept it? Give me one reason the judge, I don't know who the judge is, it doesn't matter at this point, would say, hey, Mike Lindell, you couldn't see the Haldeman report. But sure, get the Dennis Montgomery thing. Come on. The, the judge would probably pull Mike aside and be like, you know this guy is a, a con artist, right? Yeah. Well, I guess we'll find out soon. But I'll tell you what, I'm not gonna I'm not gonna spend days and days and days talking about this. I'm not doing it this time. I'm not doing it. It's gonna play out how it's gonna play out. You know, it is what it is. It, and it ain't what it ain't. And that's all I can say right now. All right. You're uh the British would call this waffling, which means you're just speaking. Just- I'm just I'm just killing airtime. I'm ready to I'm ready to wrap this up. End the stream, bro, so I can end the stream. It. Ladies and gentlemen, don't forget I'm to use that my pillow promo code Nick link in the description uh, to support the great patriot that God. is Mike Lindell. Nick, I'm post I'm gonna clip this and post this on my channel. Because I, I I don't feel like I'm gonna edit it, of course, but I, I don't feel like making a video. Yeah, you I'm do old. you. You do you. All right. All right. Thanks for watching, ladies and gentlemen. I will see you next time. When it comes to stubborn belly fat, we're all searching for a miracle pill. Generally, you have to use multiple products that target belly fat differently to manage excess weight around the stomach. Some products may focus on abdominal exercises or dietary changes, while others might focus on boosting metabolism or controlling cravings. But believe it or not, I may have found a solution that removes the need for juggling through multiple weight management products. It's called Belly Trim, and it's more effective at targeting belly fat, enhancing metabolism, and promoting a toned midsection better than most weight management products I've seen typically found on store shelves. Tens of thousands of five-star reviews back up the notion that Belly Trim is not only a breakthrough in a bottle, but that it also removes the need for us to use countless diet pills and fat-burning supplements. But there's more. If you place your order for Belly Trim now, you'll also receive 51% off free VIP live health and fitness coaching for life, two free new e-books titled Top 10 Foods That Burn Belly Fat, and Top 10 Exercises to Reduce Belly Fat, a 60-day satisfaction guarantee, and last but not least, free shipping. Simply go to www.trimwithus.com. That's www.trimwithus.com to take advantage of this limited-time deal before they sell out. Once again, that's www.trimwithus.com. Order now.
Energy bills are rising at a historic rate, and there's no end in sight. Talk to enough people, and you'll soon realize nearly everyone's shocked at their recent electricity bills. Some studies reveal energy costs have skyrocketed by as high as 60% in as little as two years. That's why tens of thousands are installing this magical little device from SavePowerBills.com to help slash their energy bills. This sophisticated gadget stabilizes electrical currents, reduces dirty electricity, and helps protect your appliances and electronics. Simply plug it into your home wall outlet to help lower energy consumption and ultimately help reduce your power bills every month. Countless five-star reviews back up the notion that this device is one of the most efficient ways to save money while beating the greedy power companies. But there's more. If you order now, you'll also receive 65% off, fast shipping within the USA, hassle-free returns, and last but not least, a 60-day satisfaction guarantee. Just go to SavePowerBills.com to take advantage of this limited-time deal before they sell out. Once again, that's SavePowerBills.com. Violent crime across the U.S. has skyrocketed. Just recently, a politician was carjacked by three armed attackers outside his home in Washington, D.C. This comes several months after another politician was assaulted in the elevator of her building. Between mass shootings, kidnappings, burglaries, and carjackings, it's never been more vital to learn how to protect yourself. This is why tens of thousands are choosing the Fighter Flare Flashlight. The Fighter Flare Flashlight has awed people with a wonderful design and massive light output. On top of an ultra-bright 800-lumen light, it boasts powerful strobe lighting modes for self-defense, a glass-breaking hammer, a built-in power bank, solar-powered recharging, rope cutter, siren, and much more. Countless five-star reviews back up the notion that this flashlight is the latest and greatest in the EDC market. But there's more. If you place your order for the Fighter Flare flashlight now, you'll also receive 66% off, free express shipping, and last but not least, a 100% lifetime guaranteed replacement. Simply go to www.fighterflare.com to take advantage of this limited-time deal before they sell out. www.fighterflare.com. Order now.